Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Uh, now, let's get to the next game, and then we'll get to the preview. Panthers versus Rabbitohs. <clears throat> this is a really – I'm torn with this because watching the first half, I was like, Panthers are beatable. If I'm sitting back watching that, I'm going, fuck, they are absolutely beatable. Then they come out the second half, and I'm going, then no one can beat them. So it's going to be interesting to see because they've had now two finals games and two really slow starts. So I wonder if that's going to be a concern and I wonder whether the Eels can take advantage of that. But we'll get to the, the, the Panthers game. Um, Nathan Cleary, holy man, like the guy is just incredible. Try, try, assist. You know, the try scored was just all himself. Um, Brian To'o, <laughs> amazing, a try. 293 metres, 80 post-contact, 80 post-contact. Three tackle breaks, Dylan Edwards, 14 tackle breaks, 287 metres. Just incredible. Um, but Brian Toto, like, he's actually waiting to – how much do you reckon he's going to get off contract? Because he's waiting until November 1st, he said. Similar to front rowers, I don't know how much I'm willing to pay for a winger, but I'll pay overs for him. Because, like – Back in the day, you'd say, don't pay 700K for a winger. But he's a front rower. He is. And a he winger. Is, yeah. You, you can go easier in your forward pack if you've got him. 100%. He can also play on both wings as well as – like it's he, – he's a front I – don't, I, I don't think we've ever seen anyone like him before. I really don't. I'm trying to think because, like, you've got your guys like Matty Utai and um, – But these guys coming out of their own end were never on his level. That's, that's, that's what the, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, And also the consistency and yeah. lack of errors – you know, decent reader in defense, incredible finisher. Like he has literally it all, you know. And every time you talk about Brian Toto, someone goes, oh, yeah, but um, crossfield bombs. And you go, show me the tape yeah, where he's getting dominated. Yeah. Tell, show me the tape where he's getting <clears throat> outjumped constantly. It's just not there. Yeah. I, I personally think he's changed the winger position. Like before him, 
you you would like you wouldn't be stressed about all, all that much how many meters your wingers had run. Now it's it's we talk about it every fucking week. It's the first thing I look at mm. to see how a winger went. You used to look at the try line column and go, "Yep, good or bad game." Yeah, I think he's like like a Blake Ferguson kind of really introduced those like a lot a lot of meters. I mean, Wendell Saylor was doing it too, but I think that like Brian Toll is like taking that and ran with taking it. to the next level yeah, yeah. I, I think though that when those other guys were doing it they were like the elite guys it wasn't expected of everyone mm, yeah. i think he's taken it to that new level where if you're not running like, like who, who are we just talking about um Sivo. Sivo, like we just said if he's he should be running for 189 meters if you would have said that 10 fucking years ago mm. that yeah. would have been outrageous yeah, you would have said mate he's a wing he's there to score tries. Yeah, just let him score his meaties and yeah call it which he does do um yeah brian Tyler and just what a what a boon to the game! Like he he's got you know character. He's funny. He's he's humble. He's respectful, but he's also got a lot of energy. Uh, he just that that try score where Cody tried to one on one steal. Like that'll be highlight reel for for a very long time. Flying down the sideline. Um, I believe it was called Jonah Lomu esque. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But look, they're in the moment. They're trying to make it sound as good as possible. I understand. Um, but yeah, that, that try was look that that changed the game really. It's a very different game. They go in what twelve six up. It's a different game. They go in twelve all. It's like oh fuck or twelve ten was it? Twelve all. Twelve all. Very different game. Um, Timmy, what did you think about the Penny Panthers? Yeah, it was uh, watching the game even at twelve nil down. I was like, firstly wow, but I wasn't really concerned. I, I still let Penrith get the job done. Uh, probably not as easily as they ended up doing it, but. You know, they came back, end up winning by a 20-odd point margin. Game finish, I was like, yep, no surprise. Uh, they're just that good. But then I went back the next day and watched all the highlights, went through it again with a fine-tooth comb, and you look at it and just go, well, there's the tie runaway try, and then there were three tries off kicks that were just grubbers in behind the line that were soft as, just going, fire. Like, this scoreline didn't reflect the game. Mm. Um, you know, not necessarily saying that... Had they, had they covered a few of these kicks a little better than Bunnies may have won, but, oh, gee, there was not as much in it as I think the scoreline suggested. Yeah, there were definitely, you know, Rabbitohs definitely shot himself in the foot. They had the game there, mm. and then there was just, like, crucial errors here or there. But, like, the, the weird thing about the Penny Panthers, that's kind of what they do to teams. Mm. They make you make mistakes. They build pressure. They fatigue you. And so, like, they just hang in games for the 80 minutes. So unless you are there for 80 minutes, they're gonna, you're going to start making uncharacteristic errors or not be where you are supposed to be. So, some, like, sometimes when, when it always happens with a specific team, I think sometimes you've got to look at it and go, okay, maybe it's that team forcing them into mistakes due to fatigue, due to fraud, for whatever it is. Um, because I think their completion rate in the first half was, like, I think it was like 90% or something. Anyway, they ended up at 83%. Um, and the Rabbitohs ended up 72 But I think there's a period where they were like down really, really low. Um, what do you think about the Panthers? Yeah, I, they're just such an impressive outfit. Like I, I, South Sydney couldn't have played much better for the first 25 minutes. Mm. And, you know, you, you saw at the very start of the game, I think South Sydney's first set, they sort of struggled. And you thought, fuck, oh, I was thinking, fuck, here we go. Penrith could run a train here. Then it all evened up very quickly, and then South got on the front foot. Like I was having a look at the numbers yesterday. It was 12-0 when Appy came on the field. Mm. 
He left the field 56 minutes later. In that 56 minutes, they won that period 26-0. And he was the first one to score. Fucking unbelievable. He's, yeah. got, he's got to start, doesn't he? Well, yeah. Sure. But in saying that, this works so effectively when they do bring him on a little bit later. He absolutely tears. He, he did this to you last time, didn't he, Matty? Didn't you bring him? He came off the bench and he... Yeah, that's when it kind of started. Yeah, that was he, the um, first game. Yeah, yeah, it was like a late change just an hour before kickoff. Yes, he was effective, but they're also down 12-0 without him. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, like, it, can't you just tell how different the Panthers are when, mm. like, respectfully to Mitch Kenny? It's, mm. not, it's not taking it I will say from, Mitch Kenny's defence was fucking outstanding. Defence is fantastic, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, like, in attack, they look like a completely different footy side for that opening 20 minutes. And, once again, that's not having a crack at Mitch Kenny. I think it's more just showing like, the level that Appy's at. In 43 minutes uh, – sorry, 35 minutes, Mitch Kenny made 30 tackles. Yeah. So, like, I think he's just out there to take the sting out of the game. And, and you're right, it's like – Where's the like if you if you start happy, are you winning twelve or is it twelve all? But then if it's working, why change it? Mm. You know, I just I don't well, know. Well, because I mean, it's not like there was anything going wrong for them to change. It was working when he was starting at to Penrith. It worked when he was yeah. starting, it works when he doesn't start. I think everything Penrith do works. It's yeah, just what's the be, what's the so best like, of for, these options. For me looking at this game this weekend though, like I, I, I would be leaning towards keeping him on the bench. I want to keep him fresh because this first 20 minutes, it's going to be a fucking war. It's going to be a bloodbath. Bloodbath. Like, Mitch Kenny, like, what did you say? He made 33 30 ta- and 35? 30 tackles in 35 minutes. Ta- he basically made a tackle a minute. He could do 40 in the first 30 yeah. on Sunday. I, I don't know. If, and this, this is what I said around the origin time. I couldn't believe we started Appy over Cook. I've, mm. He's a guy that should have come off the bench, and I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Ivan Cleary do it again yeah. this week. And just quickly, and he also ran for 92 metres, 40 post-contact. I don't think Mitch Kenny gets enough raps. I really don't. I, I, I think he's doing a really good job. I understand your point, Timmy. Like, I, you know, Appy on has been working. So, But I just think Mitch Kenny just gets through a lot of fucking shit work, like mm. a lot of shit. And, you know, 92 metres, 40 post-contact. Fuck, mm. fair effort. Um and when he jumps into that 13 role, he's great. Mm. Not that, like, that sort of roaming 13. He doesn't take a yo spot, obviously. But just when he's playing through the middle, I think he's really good. Too. Yeah, see, what I think I think Ivan's trying to do is split, the, like, the tackle count. Mm. Like, in so, so Appy doesn't have to make 60 tackles or 55 tackles. I think he's trying to say, look, let's just – let's try to split that so I've got two hookers making 30 tackles. Because when you actually look at that tackle count, Kenny's 30, Coruscant's 36. If you had Coruscant on there for what – 70 minutes, you're looking at around 55. Well, and, I mean, if he does start on Sunday, that's Parramatta's game plan for the first 20 minutes. I'd tire him out, try yeah. and tire him out. You force Happy to make as many tackles as you possibly can. It's tough, though, like, to start him because points are fucking at a premium from – might be – like, if Eels completed 85%, might be a real tight game. And th- those points that you needed, you couldn't get. It's a tough call. In Ivan, we trust, though. Yeah, he'll get it's not right. like he's fucking been in two grand finals in a row and he's going for his third. Um, good good building for next year too. Shows you how strong their systems are. Yeah. That they can go, oh, yeah, we'll just chuck Mitch Kenny in there and bring Appy on for their uh, whatever. Um, well, I think it was Sonny Luke who got man of the match in the flag grand or the New South Wales yeah. Cup grand final, yeah, one yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. <coughs> uh, Isaac Tungor, and apologies if it's Tago, but Isaac Tungor uh, – 20 tackles in centre. Five of them one-on-one. Doesn't get enough raps. Doesn't get enough raps. Got to remember, this is essentially his rookie season. 
rookie season. You have to remind people every few weeks, don't you? This, just, this kid is playing his first first grade season, his first full first grade season. In centre, because he was coming off basically forward yeah. most times, I think, off the bench last year. What, four or five games? Um, I want to talk about the great Dylan Edwards. What a like a Cinderella story for this bloke. Again, as we spoke about, the last five to, five years especially, it's been all about fullbacks. Fullbacks, fullbacks, fullbacks. Hype, hype, hype. Million dollars, this, that, the next thing. The fullback that's been in the grand final three times in a row has been Dylan Edwards. And so it says something to this guy's work ethic. Like the amount of times that the Panthers were down and out and it just looked like they had no answers and you're going, ooh, Panthers are a little bit off. Just chuck the ball to Dylan Edwards. He'll do something. He'll find a way. He'll get us a quick play of the ball or break the line. He did that constantly on the weekend, constantly. Uh, 287 metres, 70 post contact, 14 tackle breaks and a line break. He was outstanding. He was everywhere. He was actually my man of the match. Um, obviously, you could have easily given it to Cleary or Toto, but I, I just thought Edwards, you know, without him on the field, I just – I mean, maybe they still win, but I don't know. Like, he does so much important work. It's crazy. He's run for under 190 metres in one of his last 12 games. <laughs> crazy. It's fucking outrageous. Crazy numbers. Crazy numbers. Um, I, like, He's 94 kilos. I know. He's not even, like, that big. Um, Moses, Leo, Moses Leota. I know he didn't have, like, the stats that, say, a Fisher-Harris or whatever had, but I thought he made some – I thought that tackle on Latrell was crucial because I, I honestly think – I don't think Latrell recovered. I, I think he was – look, I, I don't know, but I, I, I think he might have been a bit rattled, like, concussion-wise from that. I really do. Yeah, I, I think that and then into – you know, there was a couple of times where he threw those, those cutout passes, which the vast majority of times they get other teams. Mm. His Penrith side is just different, though. Mm. Like, for, to, to me, and, you know, when, when Latrell was throwing those passes, like, a lot of the times the defence looked the same, but Penrith, they just, they react to everything. Yeah. So much better than all these other teams. I, I sort of <coughs> felt like Latrell found himself sort of out there with no answers. Mm. He came up with a huge tackle on kick-out one point. It was massive. Yep. He chased him down. But outside of that... Um, yeah, I, I think that shot definitely had an impact on him early. Yeah, I, I think it did. I really do. I, I that had to have hurt. Like that, like though that weight going together. Fuck. Fair play to Latrell though. Got up, laughed it mm. off. But oh my god. So, you know, if your job as a front rower is to fairly and legally smash the superstar of the opposition, Leota did that. And you know what? When they played the Eels. Um, Fisher Harris was incredible. It was Leota fucking hunting blokes and snapping them in half. So just want to give a shout out to Leota. He won't get the wraps and yeah, he won't do the stats. You go back and watch that game, nearly every big hit, he had a part to play in it. He's he's almost like their undercover enforcer. You've got Fisher Harris, who is the big dog, no doubt. But Leota's just as much of a dog in there. He's a motherfucker. Right, and then you've got the other motherfucker. Oh, fuck. Spencer good Lino. God. How good's he been in this final series? Um you know, so, yeah, massive shout-out to him. Liam Martin, I thought, had some – just got through a bunch of work. Isaiah Yo, I think he's getting to a point now where he does it so consistently, so well, that we just expect it. You know, 148 metres, 55 post-contact, 39 tackles, zero misses in a prelim final. is outstanding. Uh, yeah, they just – Sorensen comes on. Everyone came on and, like, did their job as well off the bench. I thought their bench was outstanding. You know, like, um, Salmon got, what, eight minutes? He got eight minutes. So let's just assume he didn't get on. 
they think about the impact their bench had. Happy Corsau, Spencer Lino, and Scott Sorensen. Scott Sorensen ran for in uh, 36 minutes, ran for 100 meters, 46 post contact, 23 tackles, zero misses. Spencer Lino, 125 meters, a try, three tackle breaks, a line break, 12 tackles, zero misses. And Happy Corsau, we saw how that went. I mean, if you want your bench, your bench can't do more. That is, and you look at it, when did the Panthers take the next level and take the game away? It's when their bench players started coming on. Happy Corsair, Scott Sorensen, and all that. So um, going to be really interesting to see what the Eels do to combat that bench. Um, Just on it too, like we spoke about the try that Appy scored. Mate, the quick play the ball from kick out. Mm. He got absolutely whacked on that play. And instead of standing up and fucking around with the markers or trying to, he just... I hate that. I hate it. it. It shits me so much, but it was Pit such out. a smart play by Kikau mm. to just get up as quick as he possibly could. But the markers weren't even – I think the markers thought he was going to get up and run again. Mm. It was such a – That's the one thing, like, when I, and I look, I didn't play many games, guys, I know. Basically, a loser in NRL standards. But, like, that's the one thing I always promise myself. I'm not going to worry about how I feel about something. My job is to play the ball yeah. as quickly as possible. It frustrates me when players are, like, looking at the ref, holding the ball in the hand. You're like – Bro, how is that going to help anyone? Now the next guy's getting absolutely pumped for you. Um, and so you're right, kick out. Smart, kept his head. What I like as well, other than like Spencer Lean is a bit of a hothead. Not a bit, a lot. And fair enough, he got fucking head high. Like he had every right to be filthy at that because that was hectic. They're such a controlled aggressive side. Like they never really mm. – like I'm trying to think of a time where they lost their heads. They really don't, do they? But they're hyper aggressive. Um Critter, good again. Great performance. Great performance. Uh, Cleary, look, what, what else is there to say about this kid? What else is there to say? The only thing, in my opinion, that's going to hold him back from true, true, true greatness is conquering the Origin Arena. Because, like, I can't see a world where he doesn't at least win another premiership. <clears throat> and I think two premierships is enough to, like, start comparing yourself to. As in, like, if you're the guy that led – because we have to remember, I know I talk about it quite a lot, guys, but when Cleary took over, Nathan Cleary, he was the only Origin player. They now have seven. It's it's incredible. Um, but, like, if he does go out and win this weekend, I imagine he'll be 2 or $3 to win the Clive Churchill. Like, if he wins back-to-back prems with a Clive, like – Freddie won two premierships. Joey won two. That's what I mean. You win two, like, you can get stuck in a bit. You've got to start putting him in that fucking conversation. If 100%. he wins back-to-back Clyde. Oh my god. Jeez. No one's done that since since Brett Kenny. That was forty years ago. Like, what was? And I wasn't around at the time. What was Freddie's or Joey's early career like in Origin? Because wasn't Joey coming off the bench at a nine or something? Well, jo- Joey was played a bit of hooker. Like for, for Freddie played Origin eighteen, but Freddie was playing centre. Yeah, it wasn't okay. his team. Like Nathan Cleary was owning the New South Wales team at twenty one. Yeah, they okay. weren't hyper successful. Mm. But he was the seventh straight away. And, I mean, he's 24. Like, in a week's time, he could be 24 years old with two premierships as the halfback. And it's yeah. his team. He's the fucking captain. Yeah. that's the, And that's where I feel like if he wins this this comp, you can go as far to say, like, he's not obviously as good as Joey and Freddie yet. But any, any argument of like, oh, don't compare him to a 25-year-old Joey is nonsense. Like, you absolutely can. If he wins this comp like this weekend... You absolutely can compare him to any 25-year-old that's ever played the game. I, 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 it's just the jury's it's done. With the opportunity to win arguably the strongest World Cup ever. Yeah. If you could go and put an exclamation mark there and win like a player of the tournament with another premiership. I know there's 
yeah. plenty to do between now and then, but the opportunity's there oh. this year to go whack. Yeah, boom. Again, the, the only thing, and we've spoken about this privately, and I, I think you would agree, I want to get your thoughts. The only thing I think that we want to see from him is to like own a complete series and then you can then you can throw his name in the bucket of like Joey, Freddie. Because like Freddie had 2004, Joey had 2005. Yeah, well, Joe, um, Freddie won 02. Yeah, but as in like owned own the whole the series. Ser- oh, the origin series, yeah, yeah 04, yes. Yeah, yeah 04. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey owned 05. Yeah. You'd say Lockie owned 2006. Six, yeah. Um, you know, Cam Smith owned fucking multiple. I think 2017 was fucking one of his all timers. But that that's the real folklore stuff, I think, is that, that origin arena. She doesn't really have at the moment, and you look back. He's got like, single games for sure. Single games, yeah. yeah. But he doesn't have that series, and he, he also doesn't have a final series for me yet either. Like mm. he was good last year, but it wasn't their attack that got them home. It was their. Defense. I think this final series, this final series, yeah. is the one that if he if he gets it. MOM in the GAF yeah. and wins it, like this will go down as one of the best final series by seven, I reckon. Well, yeah, right up there because he's come back with five or oh, five weeks, bomb straight into it, yep. killed it. Um, so, yeah, look. It's I, I don't know like I want I want the Eels to win because I, the history stuff like and I want the Eels to win also because like I know the Panthers are going to win another couple in the next ten years but in saying that fuck it would be good to see like Cleary lift that trophy you know after after the Origin series and the negativity the the hit that he took and everything that happened and rah rah fuck it'd be good to see him just go boom um, anything else you want to add with the uh, Oh, quickly, Dylan Edwards. Does he have to go? He, he has to go away with the Australian squad, surely. Can they fit him in? I just as a the second fullback. Yeah, but they're also going to have a number like they're, they're going to have Latrell there. Mm-hmm. Um, would you play Trell fullback for for Australia, or would you just if Teddy was up? out? Well, do you think Meninga sees him as a fullback? Put it that way, because there's a lot of clubs that didn't even don't see him as, or didn't or don't see him as a fullback. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hesitate from playing him there, to yeah. be honest with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. If 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 it, I'd selected him and there was no other fullbacks in my team, It's I tough, agree. though, because if I take Dylan Edwards, in my opinion, I take Dylan Edwards to play him at fullback. Mm. I wouldn't play Edwards on the wing. I don't think I could shove him in at centre. Whereas you've got all these other guys. You, you've got your Jack Whitens, your Matty Burtons, your Latrell Mitchells, who can play multiple positions, who I would probably lean towards taking them over Edwards, despite Edwards having a better season. Yeah. What are the chances you're actually – like you might use Edwards for, you know, a pool game. But I, I just don't know if I'd take up a spot. And that's incredibly unfair on Edwards. Yeah. But it's just the way it's played out. Yeah. What do you reckon, Timmy? I suppose, yeah, it just depends how many positions they've got. I think Teddy's obviously first-choice fullback. Um, really interesting to see what happens with Luttrell. Where uh, like It's probably the best thing for the side – Let's say Teddy did go down injured there. Like, what's the best thing for the side? And I think that's nearly Latrell at centre. I don't say with confidence, but if you can go Latrell at centre, who, with a lot of these uh, defections to the Pacific Nations clubs, maybe we can use that firepower in the outside backs. Obviously, no Tommy Turbo's there, there as well. So if we put in, say, a Gutho or a Dylan Edwards at fullback and Latrell at centre and let him roam around a little bit, play that Joey Manu sort of centre role, as a team, I think it probably works better. Mm. Um, in terms of Dylan Edwards, as I said, it depends how many fullbacks they take and where they see Luttrell playing if Teddy's out. But 
I feel bad saying this, but I'd probably still go Gutho just ahead of him. As you said, a bit more versatility across positions. Can probably play as a bench utility more if needed, although there's probably not a spot for that. Uh, I think I'd just go Gutho ahead of him in, if, if it was between them two. Yeah. The other one's just Hines. Yeah. You take Hines, you could well. play him as a one if you wanted to. Yeah, well. I, yeah. I think Hines would be more taken out back, taken as like a definite half back up. And you've got, so you've got Hunt at nine. So you're taking Cleary, Chez and Hines or... Yeah, I think so. Take all three. Yeah, okay. I think so. Um, the one unlucky one to miss out, maybe Burton, Burton or Whiten, but I don't think they will. You think they'll both go? So do you think Hines goes or not? I think Hines goes. So you think they'll take Ches, Cleary, Hines, Whiten? No, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think one of them will miss. One like, of those. As three. in like Whiten or, Whiten or um, Burton. Burton will miss out. I think one of them, I think, will miss out. Unless Edwards miss out and Gutho miss out. Because there's, there's no point taking... I don't think there's any point taking um, Whiten, uh, Burton, Hines, like, and Hines, and then you take Gutho as well because it's like you've, you've got the, a lot of it covered. Mm. Um, so the coverage isn't the issue. It's more the specialty, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. And that's why the Edwards is a specialty. Like, boom, straight in fullback. It's interesting. To be honest, I think we'd have to sit down and go... 30-man squad. Yeah. How many can you fucking fit in here? Um, but it's, it's, it's going to be tough. Like it'll be interesting. Like if Penrith do win this grand final on Sunday, like if I was Dylan Edwards and I don't get pick, I'd feel hard done by. So yeah, if I was Appy and I don't get a bait, I'd feel hard done by too. Yeah. Fair call. Do we, Fair call. Do we think Appy's maybe jumped Damien Cook? I personally think he has. Mm. I think he's sitting behind Ben Hunt and behind Harry Grant probably. Fuck. But you could arguably have him in front of Harry Grant. Oh, fuck, I don't know. I think Harry Grant's like, because he's so relatively young. Mm. Mate, it's a tough one. I think you'd probably take three hookers. So you take Benny Hunt, mm. Harry Grant, and then either Appy or Cook miss out. Which is fucking so I think bullshit. Happy that goes personally. Yeah. Wow, what a tough side to make. Seriously. Um, anything else, anything else, boys, with the Panthers? Oh, they're a good footy side. Fucking know. Now, quickly with the Rabbitohs. Um, look, just the game was there. The game was there. They just made some really crucial errors at crucial times. Uh, I thought, unfortunately, Latrell Mitchell had a, a pretty poor game. And look, I think a lot of people get caught up looking at Latrell's stats, and you can't look at his stats to see whether he's had a good game. He is not like your typical fullbacks. He's never going to run for 250 meters. I mean, it might every now and then. Um, in saying all of that, he still did, he had a he had a poor game. Unfortunately, I just felt Latrell from the get go was looking for the big play instead of just tucking the ball. What I would, if I'm a coach with Latrell, and it's look, it's hard because he's a superstar. He, he's literally carried that side into the finals. Latrell, if Latrell doesn't come back, that side doesn't make the eight, honestly. But I would honestly say Latrell first three to five touches, no passing. I want you to run straight and hard. Just to get him in that mode, in that mood, then look to, to, to pass the ball. And I thought on the weekend, he was just too soon looking for that big, big cut-up ball. The one time he did hit short, they scored. Yep. Um, and so, like a lot of people, like, you know, all the Latrell haters come out and, yeah, where was Latrell, this, that, and the next thing. It's like, guys, human beings have quiet games. Like, it wasn't that long ago, Nathan Cleary apparently wasn't a big game player. How many big games does Latrell have to fucking kill it in before we say 
just an off night for Latrell. Just an off night. Yeah. It's not a good thing, like in the sense of like you want your superstars to be on in the big games, but every now and then have an off night. Yeah, and it worked out well for the Latrell haters that he played Penrith off a week off too, just quietly. <laughs> no, it's just, yeah. So, yeah, he had a poor game. There's no denying that. Um, I thought it was really tough to just get up and keep playing after that shot from Leota because that was incredible, massive hit. Uh, and he wasn't the only one. You know, I thought Cody Walker, you know, probably didn't have his best game as well. Um, it just – I actually thought their forward pack was quite good, the, the Rabbitohs. I thought their forward pack was quite good. Uh, I thought their centres were outstanding. I thought Tass and Campbell Graham were incredible. Tass, 211 metres. 163 metres for Campbell Graham. Took some of the toughest carries you'll ever see. Um, I just thought that just a few crucial errors really, really hurt the, the Rabbitohs at crucial times. But at the end of the day, successful season. I thought Richie Kenner was pretty good. I think, what, did he drop one ball? Was it one? Anyway, I thought he was really good out of his own end. Um, just just crucial errors at crucial times. That that hurt him. If Put it this way, if, if they had a closed out that first half, I think we're looking at a very different game. I just, I think that the fact that they went into the break at twelve all, it just, it just broke their heart. It was demoralised. Yeah, just bro- like they should have gone into the break twelve nil up. Yeah, and I think you know you obviously mentioned there you want Latrell's first few runs just to be just to t- take them on. Like his first few were because for the first five minutes, so clear he was in control and he was just dropping kicks to him to force him to run, mm. kicking early, putting it <coughs> on the deck and whatnot. Um, but yeah, then the South Sydney defense like. I had, a, I had a lot of people that messaged me and said at halftime going, my God, clear his kick for 400. It's like, yeah, because of South Sydney's yeah, defence. Yeah, it's been incredible. Like, I, th- I think that those, those kicking stats can be a bit misleading somehow. I, I think that was full credit to South Sydney that they, they had him on, a ro- on the ropes for... Clear was kicking on four regularly. Yeah. And that's a sign of you're getting dominated. Yeah, and they were. They, they, they were getting pushed back. They, they were in all sorts for the mm. first 30 minutes. And mm. it just shows, like, we've said it all year. You know, we said it with the, the, the Sharks game. The exact same thing when they took on Penrith. The Rabbitohs, they, 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 they played to that intensity for 30 minutes and got blown away. The Cronulla Sharks that night, they played to that intensity till about the 50th. Yeah. They got blown away. You just... That's what you hate. <laughs> you can't play. If you play 75 minutes, you'll get beat. Yeah. And that's what they do. They just get you in this. Every time you think, why are all these errors happening in this team against Penrith? It's because they just force it out of you. They're so grindy. And like, there was a moment there where like Penrith were in all sorts and Mitch Kenny was a dummy half and there was a bit of confusion where he was meant to go and it completely fucked the entire set. Not a single one of them put their arms up. Or yeah. said, well, they're just comfortable. Mm. We, we always say comfortable being uncomfortable. <laughs> that's how they are. They're just happy to be in the grind because mm. they know they're going to last longer than you. Yeah. Um, Timmy? Mm, yeah, a bit of, bit of drama at the bar, boys. I've just poked myself in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when that happens. I've been, I've been rattled for the last five minutes just hoping you weren't going to throw to me. And you oh. didn't, thank God. I don't know what we've been talking about. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm back. I saw you. I was like, are you really tired? <laughs> no, I was going to say, mate, you want to have a break. No, no, straight in the eye anyway. I'm, I'm back. <laughs> it was I'm actually me beak, bros. <laughs> <laughs> My beak fucking got you across the top. In, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, mate, unfortunately, uh, and I, I did hear you among the chaos of uh, talking about Latrell Mitchell there somewhere, and mate, you, you spoke about everything he's done this season. I'm, I'm with you. I think they probably struggled to make the eight big time if Latrell doesn't come back this season, but he didn't have a good game. Um, he had some really good moments, as Latrell does, but just positioning, he got caught out a few times really poorly with those three tries in behind the line, the grubbers. That was so, so soft. Now, he's the polar opposite player in every way to someone like Clint Gutherson and Dylan Edwards, who, mm. if they're in that game, 
I reckon probably two of three of those at least don't happen and they're covered because they were very easy tries. They were very, like, credit to Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai who spotted those gaps in one line so well, but it, it, the positioning was quite poor and, and it, it just, every time I see these easy tries in one the line, I think back to, and I've spoken about it in depth before, but just the fullbacks defending at A and, and it's kind of like you can't have both of these things where you have them defending in the line but then expect them to be there to cover every kick. Mm. One thing I did come up with potentially that if, if I were a coach, I think whenever possible I'd be getting my fullback when they're at that A marker to go the short side. Mm. Now, if you look at play the ball, you can't always do this, but at least if they're the short side, as soon as the ball goes to the open, they can fly in behind the line and cover this. Whereas the, the try where Cleary kicked in behind for Lenu, he was at A on the open side and I was like, mate, you've got to go. Then I looked at it again. If he goes, the gap opens up, Cleary steps off his right and goes straight through. So there wasn't a lot he could do. Mm. But if you do keep him short side, at least they can go in behind. On the flip side to that, there was also the one where Cleary kicked for himself. Latrell was at A on the short side. Cleary being the genius that he is. I don't know if he thought about time, but it's Cleary. So probably he went to the short side attracted Luttrell, had a bit of a jink, then went back to the open. So Luttrell was out of position, grabbed it and it was just open. Yeah, I, I, I watched that. I just think that maybe the Rabbitohs are the, the ones that are most guilty of it, but there are some of the clubs as well, too greedy by putting your full back in the line there. Oh. I think it's too greedy. Like what I love, if you go back and watch the Eels a lot, what they do is instead, is they, they trust Gutho to get across to the wing. Mm as the extra man. So like they go, okay, Gutho's not in one, but we're going to trust that if, as we come up, he's going to be tra tracking so hard that if, if they do strip us in their five meters out, he's going to hit him as he gets the ball. My per it's a tactical thing. And I understand why Rabbitohs do it and other teams do it where they put the full back in the line to deceptively deceive and make the, the attacking team feel like they've got no spare numbers. Um, I, I just think it's too greedy. I think you, you got to be safe similar to what the eels do and when you're on your line don't put him at a don't put him at a i don't or, or if if you put him at a like make the b soup everything tight really really tight so that they can get him behind because as more tape gets released more and more clubs are going to start realizing they're they're fullbacks constantly in the line we're just kicking it straight behind because at the very least we get a repeat set so yeah i agree with you in regards to the positioning i think it's a mixture of I do think his fitness needs a little bit of work um, and it is a mixture of tactics. I think I, I think it's just too greedy. I know why they do it. It's like the, the, the short dropout. I know you're a fan of it. I just, fuck, it just stresses me out. It's seriously. Scary. I, like, I, I'm with you and I think you talk about Gutho and rather than him being at A all the time, there's more more of a, a an idea of let's get him and be that last man to, to cover the winger. He, mm. they, they still get the extra man, but they get him out wide as opposed to being tight. And that's what teams did for years and years and years prior to this fullback at A market coming in the last sort of two to three years where it's like it worked for a couple of teams then every other coach in there I said, oh, we have to do that as well. We can't get left behind. You know who did it a lot? Um, that I don't know if he invented it, but he mm. kind of introduced it to do it a lot. Darius Boyd. Yeah. yeah. He would Lots. get into the line really regularly. I just think it's found out now. And, and it's like they've gone, that's the only way of doing it. Well, I still like... Your, your fullback being the last man on the wing and flying mm. across. Now, both sides, whether they're at A or whether they're flying across as the winger, um, have their pros and cons. But I tell you what, 
the the method of para where you've got Gutho sliding out on the back all the time, you don't get these grubber tries in behind yep. or you get them occasionally. Well, how many times how many times have we seen that this year where the fullback's been in the line mm. and they've gotten beaten? Not just the Rabbitohs or Trell or whatever. There's multiple times it's it's becoming more regular where you see the everyone goes, where the hell was the fullback? And then you watch the replay and you're like, oh, he's in the front line. That decided that prelim final. Not, I said, not, not saying Penrith uh, wouldn't have won otherwise, but three tries they scored off mm. it, where there wasn't anyone within coup of yeah. the ball. I think it's, I, I, I think it's a tactics thing from Rabideau, uh, mixed with obviously a bit of fitness from Troll. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I agree, like... It's. I, I just think it's got to change. I don't. I don't. It's mm. too. It's just risk. Like it's so much harder to score a try on the wing than it is around the ruck. So why not go? If you're going to score, you're going to do it in the corner, and we're going to have a, a really a fullback that's tra- tracking all the way um, to get there. So, look, I think a full big off season for Troll's going to be great. Um, he's got other things that other fullbacks don't have to deal with, in the sense that he's such a big, big, strong body. He has to make sure. <coughs> that um, he stays on top of his fitness because if he stays on top of his fitness, like he, he could, I know we say it every week with talented stars, but he really could be anything at fullback. Like his silky hands is, is some, it's a sight I've never seen. I've never seen a player as big as him be able to throw cutout balls like it's nothing. Um, and, you know, so that, that's why he's a superstar. You know, we, we praise him. When he does really well, which he has done, he has been phenomenal ever since he's come back. Um, but unfortunately, you know, the big fella on the weekend didn't have the best game. Uh, and it wasn't just him that didn't have the best game, but hopefully he goes away um, after the playing for Australia, has a rest, comes back, you know, ready to go next week. Because I think more than ever now, he's going to know personally, like, they need him to win comps, period. But that's it. There's no other – no one's going to help. No one's going to save it. They need him to win comps. And it will be interesting with this World Cup. Like, it'll be the first off-season in a while where he'll have four or five weeks off instead of 12 or 13. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how he comes back next year. Yeah. The, the, the good thing is, is like, you know, you can focus on the one game and it was the biggest game of the year, no denying it. But at the end of the day, when you look at – since he came back, he was outstanding. He was outstanding. So the evidence would suggest he's going to have a great year next year. Uh, You know, his last two years have been a bit stop and start with everything that's gone on. So um, I'm backing the big fella in because some of the stuff he put off this year was absolutely phenomenal. And um, I'm sure he himself is like, you know what, probably could have a bit of a a better game. Uh, Same with Cody Walker. I'm sure Walks, you know, thought there were certain things he could have done better. Uh, but, again, to be totally fair, we're talking about the Penrith Panthers here, you know. Like, we're talking about one of the most dominant sides we've ever seen. Like, 32-12 probably didn't reflect the game. So, I don't think the Rabbitohs fans should be too disappointed at all. Just want to give a quick shout-out to Keon. It's really easy to be like a front-runner. In a game that you lose 32-12, to run for 133 metres, 61 post-contact, three tackle breaks, 40 tackles with zero misses. That just... If that doesn't show you how far this kid has come, I don't know what will. What, 23 years old now? 22, 23 years old, 40 tackles, zero misses in a prelim final against the reigning premiers. That's incredible. He's 24. Like, that is incredible. He's got so long to go. I think next year's going to be an even bigger year for Keon. I thought this year he was absolutely outstanding. And he's no longer like, 
the kid with potential for me now. He is now an elite back rower. And if his name isn't in discussion for Origin, if he wants to play for New South Wales, I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised next year. Um, Cam Murray's usual gets through a thousand fifty-three tackles, hundred sixty-two meters. Um, I thought Seller came on and played really well. He's going to have a big season next yeah. year, I reckon. With Mark Nichols going, there'll be a spot that will open up there. I, I think he's going to be in for a big one. He's 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 warmed to the task a number of times this year, and then he cops an injury where he's out for two or three weeks. You go and have a look through his season; it's sort of like four or five weeks straight. Then he misses three. Then he mm. comes back. He recovers. Um, I, I think he's going to do really well next year, Seller. Yeah. So, Rabbitohs fans, like, disappointing, obviously, but at the same time, what a year. Like, we're talking about a post-Wayne Bennett side here. Usually it's a disaster. Yeah. Got to a prelim. Who knows? Like, if you had to play – maybe you play on the other side of the table. Maybe you do make it to the final. I think for South Sydney, though, to come out of this season, I think the number one thing they'll come out saying is, we need to finish top four. They give us that you're second chance. You've got to win chance. this comp. You've yeah. got to finish top four. Yeah, it's such a it's such a um, it just, benefit. Uh, it just can't be done. Like Look at like the Eels. Yep. They lose that game. They get another shot, and they yep. they just get bounced to the other side of the the comp, which uh, the other side of the table. Camp your time waster. Two weeks in a row, you've unjustly overlooked the goat, <laughs> Marky Nichols. Oh, sorry, bros. An- an- another notch, notch on his resume. First try scorer last week. First try assist this week. Oh, fuck, <laughs> mate, man. he can do it all. He can do it all. The all big in fella. hand, whether he's dishing, whether he's doing it himself. Uh, led me to do it a, a few more deeper dive on Big Nosy Nichols. He uh, 12-6 in this game when Nosy was on the field. Yeah. Yeah, big stats, 126 metres. They won 10 of 14 games since he came back from injury this year. May have coincided with Latrell Mitchell. <laughs> but four of those losses included the Panthers twice and the Roosters. So, mate, don't underestimate the loss of the fella. He <laughs> was a big fella all along. I just don't know where the points come from next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else to say about the Rabbitohs, boys? No, good season. Good season. Well done, yeah, incredible season. So well done, boys. Especially everything that you, you know, you all the players you lost and the coach and rah rah. Um, and I'd be excited next year. Lock Elias, another another bloody uh, year under his belt. Just quietly, he played three sudden death games of finals footy. He missed four tackles. Oh, oh right. That's such good defence. Considering Angus Crichton put his pants down in the Fuck. last week, and yeah. everyone was talking about his defence. What a bounce back! Yeah, massive, absolutely massive. We'll say just- one, one more thing about Souths. In their last, like, we, we, we saw how good their run was at the end of the year. The teams they had to play in their last 11 games has been Storm, Sharks, Warriors, Outlier, Eels, Panthers, Cowboys, Roosters, Roosters again, Sharks, Panthers. Jesus. And, like, that's where, you know, you've got to cut Latrell a bit of slack here. Like, he had one poor game. Look at the teams he's played and absolutely, f- like, played incredibly, you know. in. So, look, there's, there's no denying your superstar players need to stand up. That's absolutely. But when you bird's eye view, not bad, not bad. It right. also makes it so hard when your superstar players have to stand up for the eight weeks before that to get you into the. Yeah, eight. it's true. When you're finishing in the four and you can have, you know, that two week period like Parramatta had and the Cowboys had at the end of the season where you can sort of go, okay, we're in. We yeah. need to focus on. Well, that month. Eels are a good, uh, a good example. Their superstar player, <clears throat> the big game played poorly, but they had players around him to help him through that you know poor game um and unfortunately Rabbitohs like they're just so reliant on trail like without trail they're just they're not even top eight probably really um anyway I actually have to go boys I apologize so we won't be able to preview quickly we'll just do a quick who do you think wins Guru? Penrith Penrith 
Penrith. Ready? I'll go para. <clears throat> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, I just think Penrith will be too good. <laughs> oh, look, we've got him finally. I've got him. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I shouldn't do that because, like, I've gone this whole year. Yeah. No, no, but look, I'll put it this way: if Eels complete. Over 85%, they win the game. But I don't think – I think, yeah, I think Panthers. I think Panthers. But yeah. I want Eels to because I the whole year I've been backing them in. They've been incredible. They haven't let me down. So we'll see. No, no, I've been very anti-paramatta all year. I'm more nervous than I ever have been now. Yeah. <laughs> Credit to them. Well, like they're a scary side because when they complete at a high completion, they beat anyone, yep. literally. So I, I will say – like knowing from South in 2014 what it was like, so many para fans listening to this, we've never seen their team win. So just for that reason, I, I want to see para win. That's what I mean. I want to see para win. Just be, I want I want the para Eels fans to fucking feel that shit. Like Panthers, they're gonna win a few more comps. Like that's it. We all know that. I'm bleeding golden blue this week. Bleeding golden golden. para win. Yeah, it'll be incredible. I want to. I want to. And we love an underdog here. We love an underdog. Um, but I just think Cleary, Penny Panthers, they'll find a way. They'll find a way. But who knows? I've been wrong a thousand times this year. A thousand times. Uh, yeah, I'll put it this way. I've been wrong. More wrong than I've been right. Uh, but anyway, that's us done and dusted, guys. Remember, this Sunday, we'll be outside the stadium at the Locker Room Hotel doing a live show at 4.30 p.m. In regards to any questions about, you know, underage people, can they come or whatever, give the Locker Room Hotel a call. It's going to be chockers, guys. So get down there early. Get your spot. Celebrate the year with us, and as usual, I'll go and fuck myself. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.